everyone. Welcome back to Postscript. I'm Beth Capello. And I'm Christina Zeiters. And today we'll be breaking down season three, episode six of All Creatures Great and Small, For Whom the Bell Tolls. That's right, Christina. There's only the Christmas episode after this. And wow, I cannot believe it. Yeah, so if you've enjoyed listening to Postscript and want to provide any feedback before we move on to the next show, please send us your thoughts. You can email us at ps at witf.org. Or DM us on Instagram at WITFORG and Facebook at WITF.org. All right, Christina, are you ready to get into this episode? Let's do it. Man, you seem so hesitant. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> this is a tough one. It's a str- Well, I feel like I kind of felt this coming. Oh, well, so I yeah. felt a little bit emotionally prepared for it. But it was still a rough one. Like, it's getting pretty heavy now. I know. It still had me crying at the end. Like, well, I mean, this one was, this season was full of just heavy episodes. Like, every yeah. other episode was heavy, at least. So, yeah. I mean, Let's we are, you it. know, in it's war. Just, so. Yeah. <laughs> the war is coming. Yeah, I said I at the beginning, yep. the, war the war is, is coming. coming. <laughs> I think that was, like, one of the first things you said. Yeah. Um, all right. So we're going to talk all things Tristan and how Tristan grows up. And that's how we're going to start this out I today. Love it. I, I love know. Tristan. One, I would date him now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so would I. <laughs> Although Tristan is very much like me. So I don't know oh, if that might would be a, a good, clash. It might be a clash. <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly, I mean, I did get James. What? So, a oh, new girl. Winston dates the girl that's like really into pranks. Okay, Rhonda. Okay, it would be like that. Winston and Rhonda's relationship, where you just get nothing done. You just always be goofing off, and somehow you would get married as a prank. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds fun. I still need to watch New Girl. I really oh, do. Yeah, it's so fun. <laughs> um, okay, so we start off with the Tristan starts off in this episode. He's in Scaledale, and he's getting ready to go to the Pandies for dinner. Mm, I know. Getting serious. Mm-hmm. Especially <laughs> because the parents are making dinner. Yes. The parents have invited him. Mm-hmm. They are meeting him. Exactly. That's like nerve-wracking. It is. I was so nervous the first time I met Matt's mom. Really? Oh, my God. So nervous. I still get a little bit nervous. <laughs> I was nervous, too. And we were dating, and oh, my gosh. we I went over for... Um, What's that holiday? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the food one. We finish each other's sandwiches. Um, <laughs> oh, my gosh. So Thanksgiving, I go over and they pull out this huge binder yeah. of everything, like baby to, oh my gosh. to fifth grade or something Okay, like all the huge pictures. Binder. And I'm just sitting on the couch looking through all of this. This and is what just, our children I just look got like one day. It, and I'm like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And we went to school together. So like I see people from oh, yeah, like, yeah, that yeah. I went to school in like middle school and high school with that he went to elementary school. And I'm like, okay. oh my gosh, they're like such little babies. Look at your little faces. But it was really, so it was fun. But yeah. I was, I was so nervous. Oh. And now I like talk to them all the time. I call them right. up and we, chit chat nice. yeah, yeah we're really close now it's great it's really great <laughs> i know but i i totally am like ah, with yeah, yeah, this yeah. One. <laughs> but then like so siegfried is telling tristan once again not to ruin the family name he has uh, no faith in tristan tristan None. has grown so much i know i don't know how he can't see it but I, it's siegfried no being idea siegfried. and um i really i'm so annoyed with siegfried <laughs> like this whole episode i get so annoyed with him um yeah he is so super anyway. annoying. <laughs> so um, then we go and we go to the Pandy's house for dinner. 
Right. So Tristan's sitting with Flo and it, like his and her parents, and they talk about like how Mr. Pandy met Siegfried in, in school. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I imagine he's still the same. Yep, still the same. No, exactly the same. <laughs> Never grows. Nope. And then Tristan, you know, being the smooth talker he is, he asks about how, like, they met, like, yeah. his, the parents met, trying to get them to talk a little more, which is so cute. Yeah. Um, he's and so how, good at that. Let's just, like, is. give him props. He's good at including people in conversation. Yes, <laughs> yes. And it was cute to see how they, like, they, um, he was her vet, like, her right. cat's vet. That was really cute. So then they switch the topic to <laughs> Tristan working with Siegfried. Mr. Pandy says that it's important for families to stick together. Right. And then the camera like they immediately flash to switches to flow. And I'm like, I don't know. I had two things. Like <laughs> they've had these conversations before. They most definitely have because and, she moved out and she got a job that's not betting. <laughs> yep. Or like and or, and or she thinks like Trist should get off on his own. Like stop pushing him towards Siegfried. Also possible. You know? Yeah. <laughs> So I think that, but yeah. So I thought that was interesting. And then um, I love that, like, the the pandies, like, put him on the spot. Like, this is a test. Right. <laughs> like, what are sweating. your intentions? <laughs> what are your intentions? And he's, I have uh, nothing but the uh, utmost uh, respect. And then I they think start cracking up laughing. <laughs> <laughs> They're fantastic. They're so cool. Like, I, I like them. Yeah. I like that. I think it's great I too. I think you can see the dynamic where Flo felt comfortable enough with her relationship with her parents to move out and do her own thing. Even though her dad doesn't fully approve, he clearly respects her anyway. So yeah. I thought that was that was a great way to show the dynamic. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> I love that. Um and then we go and after that they go and, and they have a drink yeah. because Shakti doesn't care if they drink. Right. And so I found this really surprising. I didn't realize that some Hindus didn't drink. I didn't know either. So, uh, so, but Shakti jumped out at me. And so I did a closer look on Shakti because I recognize Shakti from my yoga flows. Ooh. Um, but that's about as deep as I've gone. So Shakti translates to power, essentially. And Shakti is this dynamic energy that's responsible for creation, maintenance, and destruction of the universe. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, Shakti is associated with feminine energy, so she's associated with a lot of Hindu goddesses and um, creation, mothers, okay. that sort of aspect. And um, it, But it mostly kind of refers to the manifestation of this creative destruction energy through goddesses. So some are like... Some are like death and destruction, like Kali's my favorite, because Kali was created to destroy demons that the gods could not. Huh. So that's, if you ever have a chance just to research Kali, do it. But she went in, uh, all the gods were trying to chop this demon up, but every drop of blood that hit the ground turned into another demon. So she oh. went in and did what the gods did, but she lapped up the blood. <laughs> so more demons couldn't spring forth. She defeated the demon. She's real fierce looking. I love her. Uh, But they can be gentle, too, like um, prosperity goddesses like Lakshmi. Um, They're like the more gentle version of Shakti. Okay. But it balances. I didn't realize this, but it balances the, I guess it would be a masculine force of stillness. Hmm. So they, if you need something, you pray to a goddess because she's the action. And so I I thought that was really interesting. So I got this information from asiasociety.org. Okay. Um, I think we're going to link in the show notes to the actual page. 
oh. because there's so much information I can't cover it all. You are like <laughs> glowing right now with how much I like you love talking love, about well, this. Well, I love Shakti. I didn't I, like. I don't want to go into it too much because I know we have limited time. But like, it's a really fascinating aspect because of the balance. Like it's it's a quote unquote feminine energy, but it doesn't have to be a woman's energy. Like men can encapsulate Shakti too. Okay. So, yeah. That's so anyway. cool. I will be looking at that later. <laughs> but Shakti's fine with drinking. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds so, like it. And so, I, I did not find that information in my little deeper dive. But if you're going to destroy so. stuff, you got to yeah, drink with yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so it's I good like, I guess, St. Patrick's Day energy. <laughs> exactly. Drink, 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 drink. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is great. Um so then after that, we w- we wake up in the morning. Tristan walks in uh, in Skeldale's kitchen. Siegfried's sitting there, and he says... You look like you've been dragged through several hedges backwards. That's impossible not to love someone who makes toast for you. Mm. It was great. Better than great. You're not hungover. No. I feel like a herd of elephants are stomping on my head, and it's not out of the question that a rodent has died in my mouth. <laughs> It's all Mr. and Mrs. Bandy's fault. My God, those two can knock it back. It was all I could do to stop them from cracking open the absinthe and seeing in the dawn. <laughs> Is it possible you're still drunk? Yes. <laughs> I can't, like, not laugh at that. It's Tristan an amazing great. scene. But apparently Shakti can just knock them back. I know. It's like... <laughs> oh my gosh I can't like that was just so funny and I'll, he's like are you still drunk I yeah, possibly I think it is I, I feel like so. <laughs> I feel like potentially he wants to join that family because he meshes with them so much better than oh, he does yeah. his own brother <laughs> I know he does Siegfried is a whole like different long, character like, yes yeah <laughs> oh my gosh a whole a whole different person so then um after right after that, because Siegfried is like, meh, 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 Tristan asks if Flo can come for lunch on Sunday. Siegfried goes, meh, 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 meh. Sunday lunch is family occasion. Mrs. H just gives him the look. Right. Just looks at Siegfried and Siegfried, fine. Like, she know, she knows that Flo's good for Tristan and oh, that yeah. Tristan's taking it seriously, which I think she also really likes, too. And yeah. she's like, Siegfried, like, it's Tristan. Leave him yeah. alone. Like, stop, just stop messing with him. Invite them. who he wants to invite for dinner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or for, for even I'm lunch. making dinner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she can have your plate, Siegfried. Oh, right. You're being a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> so um, later on in the episode, we find James and Helen. And um, Tristan finds them and they go to the Drovers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we yeah. see that there's like some pamphlets going out for war and recruiting. Tristan and James's conversation there was like very cute. It was very brotherly. And I really liked yeah. it. Um, and then Tristan, like Helen comes over with the drinks and she gives James like a hug after Tristan asked James about going to like war and stuff. Oh, right. And yeah. if he would go because he doesn't really answer it. And then... I don't know what I noticed in Tristan's face. I mean, we always talk about the acting and right. how it's all about like the facial expressions. Right. And, like, they, they say, say so much so without much. any words. And what I thought he was thinking in this moment was, do I go to war or do I marry Flo? Because of Helen and James oh, and the hug. Yes, that's when he it sees them together. That's a good observation. Yeah, because I, I, only, I only saw the, like him kind of envying that relationship. Mm-hmm. Because so, they're so close. Yeah. yeah, and he wants that. Yeah, he does. He, he wants, does. 
I don't or does he? I don't know. Like he wants something. Yeah, that's his. He does, and you know he sees James I, and Helen are great together. Yeah, I think he actually does want Flo. Yeah, like I think he genuinely does want her. She's like perfect for him. She is. <laughs> she Please. is. I will be so disappointed if they don't end up together. <laughs> I know because they know. are perfect. They're I perfect know. for each other. Well, speaking of that, <laughs> uh, Tristan that. decides yeah. that he's going to go to Florence's house. Yeah. And he's going to ask her to marry him. Right. I wrote dot, dot, dot. Come, Come on, on, man. man. <laughs> <laughs> I well, thought his proposal was really sweet, if it, not thought out well. It was both. not thought I mean, out James's well. wasn't really thought out no, well. No, true. He, was he just fumbled like, through it. And I know. he was just like, no, really, if you want to, we can. I know. <laughs> that was too funny. But, like, Tristan, you know, he had a flower. And then Flo was like, you should oh. not be a florist. Well, he's like, and then he, like, tosses it out by the roots. It. I know. You should not be a florist. Or, or florist. <laughs> so then he tosses it aside. Um, she yeah. brings tea outside. And then he goes into, like, how awesome Florence is. I mean, we all know this. Yeah. She's amazing. Um and then it talks about how, like, Siegfried, like, has always dictated his life, like, going to vet, veterinary school, yeah. retaking his exam, joining, joining his practice, practice. Yep. like, all of these things. Tristan has just been, like, molded and, I don't know, like, guided He's gone away. Through. He's gone along with it. Exactly. Yeah. With whatever Siegfried really wants. Yeah. And he wants to make his own decision, and this is it. And this is how he's going to plow my own furrow. <laughs> Which is a, a little offensive, and he realizes yeah. it. <laughs> Probably wouldn't say that. I'm going to plow you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but luckily she has a sense of humor. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then he gets down on, you know, one knee. Yeah, over, yeah. And then she's like, what the okay. hell are yeah. you doing? <laughs> like, yeah, she wrong wasn't, with you? She was not expecting this. No, and at least she's realistic by being like, what are you doing? This right. is not what you want. Yeah, I guess so. so. I think he really does want it. But I I think she raises a lot of good points. Oh, yeah. He has to find himself. Yeah. And, and, you know, it was really good. Like, you know, she says to him, here's what I think. I think maybe you're right about your brother. You won't be happy until you step out of his shadow. I think if we got married now, you'd never know. You need to find out who you are. And you're not going to do that by being with me. See, I'm a romantic at heart, and I think you can do both. I think you can be with somebody and find yourself at the same time. But I appreciate what she's saying. Yeah. It's <laughs> I hard, like her though. too much to be mad at her. <laughs> I do like her. I I don't know. I guess I can sway back and forth on both with yeah. that. Like you really sometimes you just get so engulfed in the other person and you can do everything they want and everything. True. And Tristan's oh, he already, already has, has that a personality sort of exactly thing, yeah. with Siegfried. I see he really that. needs to I step out yeah. on his own. Learn how to set boundaries. I guess I just really want them to be together. You do. You do. Not the ending I really wanted for them. Right. But, you know, then at Skeldale House, um, Siegfried and Mrs. Hall are waiting for James to come back and Tristan walks in and it's like, oh, yeah. we thought we were James. Like, again. Disappointed. Again. With, yep. Disappointed with Tristan's existence. <laughs> um, And then he just goes and says, like, turns out Flo's not coming. She doesn't want to marry me. And, like, Mrs. Hall is shocked. She's like, oh, my gosh, you did this, which, you know, everybody is. And she, like, immediately goes and says sorry and tries yeah. to comfort like him. Which... The, the correct response to somebody yeah. saying they said no. It's natural. Right. Yeah. I'm really <laughs> sorry that happened. That really that really sucks. Yeah. And then Siegfried. Oh, my God. Yeah, oh, my God. He's like, for God's sake, Tristan, what were you thinking? And that's like. No. 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 He's even even if you don't agree with it, he's sad right now. Like. 
Yeah. And then Tristan has his moment. Yes. Okay. He has his moment. He stands up for himself. I know. And he goes into how, like, James is always, like, the apple of Siegfried's eye and all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. And let's just play that clip, and then we'll go and dive into it. So, Allie, can you play that? I'm awake, Siegfried. I feel like I've opened my eyes for the first time in my life. Maybe you should open yours, too, because the world is changing, and you need to change with it. Do you know one of the things I most admire about Flo, not that you've ever bothered to ask, by the way, is that she has the courage to live her own life. I'm sorry if I made you feel like that. Nothing could be further from the truth. The truth is that nothing I ever do will be good enough for you. I only wish I'd realized it sooner. I will always look after you. I hope you know that. That's just the thing. I know you will. Ooh, I just got chills at the end. I know. (laughs) I already heard this, but I just got chills. (laughs) I know. I've been, like, waiting for this to happen. Right. I've been waiting because, like, finally Tristan says how he feels. You you literally, you can only take so much. And, you know, he finally tells Siegfried about, like, how crappy he's been towards him. And, like, I understand from Siegfried's point of view, he's trying to show that he cares about Tristan in just, like, all the wrong ways. He's it's just so toxic. so so much. And the thing that rubs me the most, and I love Siegfried, don't get me wrong, I love Same. Siegfried, but how many times has he said, I wish I could go back in time and do things differently? Or um, he has these, like, realizations where he apologizes, but then he doesn't do anything different in the future. <laughs> he just no, does he's not the same, change. he's the same person. Which, I mean, I guess plays into that whole the world is changing and you need to change, too. But, like, he just never changes. He, he apologizes and then he does the same thing again. It's so frustrating to it, watch. <laughs> it is. That's why I'm like, no wonder Tristan, like, finally goes right. forth and does this. And I, I'm really proud of Tristan for doing that. Like, he really grows up oh, by yeah. setting that boundary with him and, you know, telling him that. But what also yeah. really ticks me off. It grinds okay. your this, gears. Oh, my gosh. Siegfried really, really, really made me mad. <laughs> is he goes, I'm sorry if I made you feel that way. But it's like. Siegfried, Tristan literally just told you how he feels. Right. Like, clearly you did make him. Like, not if. That's silly little right. word. If I, I made I'm sorry you. that on. I made you feel that way. That I made you. Yeah. And I'm like, Siegfried, you did You did do that. Like, he yeah. literally just told you. But And I think a lot of it is that Siegfried feels like he, well, he had to play the parent role. And parents tell kids what to do. But he's not, now that Tristan's not a child. Yeah. And he never really was a child under his care. Mm-hmm. He's not he's having a hard time just like letting Tristan like make his own mistakes. Ask the girl to marry him and find out no and just yeah. like let him be sad about it. Like mm-hmm. oh, Siegfried. I, <laughs> I also like so frustrated. I also feel like I just need to hold a mirror up to myself because also I am Siegfried in some situations, <laughs> but like like the, that apology, I've done that. I'm sorry. Everybody's if done I it. Made I've done you it feel too. that way. So I, I get it, but like, oh, it's so frustrating because it just happens over and over and over again. It's literally <laughs> every episode. I feel like yeah. he's just crapping on Tristan. He says, sorry, and then, I'm going to change, and then he, and does then he doesn't. Something. Yeah, and then that's oh, not good. So, anyway. but yeah, Tristan's growing so much, and call he me is. Tris. I know you call can me take Tris. me out for a drink. <laughs> I'll buy at the Drovers. <laughs> <laughs> you might need that because he might be leaving the veterinary yeah. <laughs> practice. 
<laughs> so he might need some income. But he might be becoming a man in uniform. Mm. Mm. Sexy, sexy. <laughs> All right. So with that whole Tristan breakdown, let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll talk more about James and Helen's TB testing craziness. Crazy. So crazy. Support for all creatures, great and small, on Masterpiece is made possible locally by WITF members and by Pleasant View Communities, UPMC, Murray, and Argiers Marathi Neurosurgical Associates of Lancaster. Welcome back. Before we get into the TV testing and mag, uh, we got some fan mail. Ooh! Yeah. Let's hear it. So Cherry K wrote in to us. She said, I have one subject that I disagree with you both on. She disagrees with us? Your opinion that James is a rule follower. (laughs) Oh, snap. (laughs) (laughs) There are too many examples of James' rebelliousness, so I'll give you just a few from the current series. Season one, James delivers a calf without permission and then criticizes his boss. In a later episode, he sneaks off from his birthday party to perform an operation on a cow, again, against the wishes of his employer. (laughs) She has a lot of good points. Yes. Season two, James, James goes against his love interest's father and local customs to train a dog. Then he throws a cricket game for love, finally blurting out a marriage proposal out of the blue when his... Nature might have preferred a more traditional proposal with ring in hand. James is a well-meaning, responsible man who tries to do the right thing, but he's also romantic in nature and lets his heart take over when it's necessary. He fights for what he believes in and isn't afraid to stand up for himself. (laughs) So many good points. I know. (laughs) His head may be a rule follower, but his heart gets in the way. And that's why he's one of my favorite characters on TV and in literature. Keep up the great work. Looking forward to next week's podcast. That's a lot of X in there. (laughs) But uh, so, Cherry, uh, you have a lot of really good points. I know she does. Well, thank you for bringing it to our attention. (laughs) We'll try. We'll try. Um, uh, So Harcourt from the mag, he's a rule follower. He's annoying. But he also did kind of bend the rules for James. I guess nobody's a true rule follower. I guess. I mean, you have to be like flexible in some way. But I mean, she, <laughs> she's definitely right about like he's romantic in nature and lets his yeah. heart take over. Whereas yeah. like I can't let poor little baby puppy scruff go right, and go not and like get, get trained. Down. Like he's got, you know, just yeah. train the dog. This is fine. We'll just train him. Right. Well, it's the big city ideas coming to the countryside. <laughs> How dare we? <laughs> but uh, yeah, he does. I mean, he does break the rules he and does. not listen to Siegfried quite often. <laughs> so I wouldn't listen to Siegfried either if he it's, was my boss. I mean, that's I think I'd be just legit. like James. Like I'm just I'm going to do it my way and deal with yeah. the outcome. This is the right yeah. way to do things. Yeah. So even though you're telling me not to do it, I'm going to do it. <laughs> so thank you, Cherry, for writing in. Yeah, we appreciate it. And if anybody we, we else <laughs> like to be put straight, so if you have beef with us, please email <laughs> us at ps at witf <laughs> Got beef. <laughs> I love it. All right, are you ready to dip into some uh, yeah, TV testing? Yeah, so let's get into because this rule following yeah, comes this, into play. It is. And the rule is, bending and all of it. Yep, this yep. is all about James and Helen. <laughs> um, so we start off the episode and we're at the Alderson's Farms. It opens up to a beautiful Derby as usual in Yorkshire Farms. Of course. Um, I absolutely love it. They always do that somewhere in the episode. There's just a wide shot of the beautiful landscape (laughs) and they know where to do it too because they 
Like even in like a bad moment, they just put the landscape on. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Oh Aww. yeah, it's so nice. Stressful things are happening, but everything's okay. Yes, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, and they're testing cow number eighty-five. Right. So he's mm-hmm. testing the Alderson's farm. Now I wonder how often they have to test because I right. thought he was the first farm to be tested. Well, yeah, and um, Rudd mentioned that the Aldersons can charge more for their milk because they're getting tested. So it must be a regular regularly occurring testing or an ongoing one that seems like a lot of work i thought it was like you visit the farm they're all negative you move on well i mean he but i guess you didn't like start testing in like june when did this i don't remember when the when the season started i think we caught a continuity error (laughs) i think we did know when this i don't remember the date that it all started i honestly do not remember it's probably in our show notes. Well, they from got episode married. One. This episode, they got married. The season. No, that was, yeah. So when, when was did that? that happen? Spring. I oh, was the spring. Yeah. It okay. was a spring. So, yeah. It's like they're like six months married. We probably should have done a deeper dive into how often they did TV testing. <laughs> we probably should have. But we didn't. So, well, it's Apologies. okay there. I think we caught They're a continuity still... error. You think we should have did a deeper dive? Like but maybe you know it is regularly occurring. Yeah, I think <laughs> I, I don't know. But to test eighty-five cows again? All right, whatever. Anyway, okay. so we're yeah. on number eighty-five. There's a lot of cows, and we're clear. Jenny comes running over about talking about the war and everything like that, and then um, her and Helen end up walking back off to the house. I think to listen to the radio. Yeah, yeah. But James is not done. Like. Testing. He, he's not done with the testing. Right. So he stays with Mr. Alderson. And then, of course, James's face, like, mm-hmm. he's always thinking. Everything's always written on it. <laughs> um, he's always thinking. <laughs> yeah, right. And Mr. Alderson talks about how James, like, really shouldn't feel guilty about not going to war. He's very much needed, which is really right. nice you of can't, him to you say. You can't have a farm without vets. Exactly. It's, like, super important to the and, and, and you it need is. farming yeah. to get through a war. So, yeah, yeah legit. All of it's true. So then James tests another cow, and he doesn't look good. Right. And it's all over his face. <laughs> it's all over his Poor face. James. He so, just wears it all on his face. Exactly. So the cow might have TB. And, and by might, pretty much for sure. Pretty much for sure. Yeah. Um, but it's only, like, we find out it's five millimeters. Right. Millimeters. Right. And Alderson is just like... Millimeters. Right. He's like, millimeters. it's just fine. Come he's on. Like, it's, he's like, well, I can do another test. Yeah. Um, so he offers that, but he basically tells him it's not going to be any different. Yeah. And he <laughs> has to inform the mag, right? Yes. He yep, has yep. to. He has to follow the rules, which Cherry told us he doesn't follow the rules. <laughs> but he so, has to tell But he mag. has to tell mag because he can't lose his job. Right. Because that's what would happen. He'd lose his job. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, but his father-in-law does not want him to. Nope. And I feel for it. And like, honestly, I feel like Casey would be James in this situation where he's yeah. like, I have to do something. I have and to somebody do would the be thing. like, no, you can't. And right. like you shouldn't, but like James, it like it it's so moral. Like he has to do right. it. Right. He has to do it because his job's on the line and also it's a safety issue. Like this is why he got into it. But I also like Richard raises a lot of points. The people who make the rules about farming don't know anything about farming. That's true. And I mean that's true in so many different issues. People who are making the rules don't oh, know yeah. anything about the thing they're making the rules about. So I could get on I, the soapbox. But I know. I, was, I, I know. I'm not going to get on the soapbox either. 
I was thinking about all the different things I, I could was have watching. a checklist like, of things. Oh man, yeah. Richard, I feel you. I feel you so yeah. hard right now. But <laughs> still, five milliliters, if it's tested and it's positive for TB, like you still got to get rid of the cow and you yep. have to shut down and test every single one yep. of those cows again. Yep. So I, I get it. I get both sides. Yeah. But then we hear it. the story about the war from, mm-hmm. you know, Richard's past and like the first war. And like he was worried about how he was going to feed Helen because anybody could go out to war. Right. Like and, including farmers. Exactly. And they had a hard time keeping the food supply up. Mm-hmm. And that's why they excluded farmers this round. Yes. <laughs> Because they didn't want the country to go. But yeah, to, he, he yeah know, he talks about <laughs> um, how <laughs> he talks about how hard it was um, with with his girls. Yeah, uh, I thought that was nice that they kind of interjected that to give yeah. some perspective. Mm-hmm. I liked it. And too. also, I mean, it plays into his whole like wanting James to stay back because he doesn't want to see that happen again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So James is going to do another test. But he arrives home, like, super late. Helen's already asleep. And she did wake up. And he goes, no, 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 we're fine. Go back to sleep. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. (sighs) okay. But then tells her, like, not to worry. And, like, on his face, Mm -hmm. I'm just like, what is he thinking? So my question for you is what do you think he's thinking about (laughs) when he says don't worry and go back to sleep? Well, you raise a good point about it could be multi-leveled here. Exactly. Because he's thinking about joining the war mm-hmm. efforts. But also, like, what made me most angry on rewatching this is that once again, him not telling his wife what's going on ends up cost, like, almost costing him his job. I know, we like, four more pages so of many, this. <laughs> so much stress. He could have just been, like, one of the cows tested positive, And then we could avoid, like, ten minutes of us talking right now. <laughs> but then people wouldn't hear ten minutes of our voice. It's true. <laughs> I was just like, James, so like, when are you going to learn? You just have to tell your wife the things. Like, just tell right away. Her everything. Yeah. That's marriage, okay? I know. <laughs> I know. Don't tell her if a dress looks weird when they're already out in public. But, like, everything else, <laughs> everything else, you just tell her right away. <laughs> exactly. I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, so then the next morning, Helen wakes up and fills out the documents. I didn't see it on my first time watching, but my second time, I paused and saw that the form was filled out. The B196 slash P-D-T-V-I-R. You're reading it like Harcourt. I tried my best. He's like a lot more like mean about it. Um, About her family's farm being all clear. Uh, She seals it and it's going to go out in the mail. And I'm like. She doesn't know. She has no idea. Like, come on, James. But anyway, James is testing and um, he tells Helen that they found a positive case for TB at one of the cows in her family farm. And she's like, why didn't you wake me up? And like, come on, right. why not? Yeah. Why didn't you? Yeah. Why didn't you, James? Or like, she was hey, already James, awake. I was awake. Why didn't you tell me? Um, but then, you know, she's on his side. He has to report it to Mag. It's right. the right thing to do. And, you know, she even says, like, you have to do this. This is It's a yeah. greater cause. Yeah. It's you a, know? a bigger issue, a bigger problem at hand yeah which is why you're doing this in the first place so we go back to alderson's farm with helen and james (sighs) and of course your bff malik (laughs) is leaving i love love him so much your best friend i'm sorry you didn't get to see him (laughs) um so he's leaving james and helen just look at each other and are like oh nope richard richard so he put the cow down 
And then I like how it's Helen arguing with her father and James is just watching. I have a feeling that this has probably happened before in the past, though, with Helen arguing with her father. (laughs) I agree with you because she's very well versed. And I'd be like, what? Like I just like laying it out for him. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? You can't do this. But it's great. Like she holds people accountable. She does. Even if it's her own father. Right. I mean, I hold my my dad accountable most of the time, too. Maybe that's why I was not surprised to get Helen. (laughs) That's (laughs) true. That's true. So they're arguing. Um, she's holding him accountable for everything that he just did. And mm-hmm. then he goes and leaves because she tells him that he has to go call the mag immediately. Right. And, and then James is here and he says something really sweet. Mm-hmm. Just don't be too hard on him. When it comes to the people you love, sometimes judgment goes out the window. You do whatever you can to protect them. No matter the cost. And he looks directly at Helen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Helen's like, what does that mean, James? She's like, I don't need your protecting. <laughs> I can handle myself, James. <laughs> like, Ugh. Yeah, she she's known for a while that this oh, is yeah. coming, too. I know. Yeah. She keeps trying to push it off. Her dad's trying she, to push it yep, off. And, yep. like, even Jenny Sigfred's does. trying because, to push it off. Yeah, because yeah, Jenny's, Jenny's like, you know, if you since you did this, does that mean that he has to go fight? Right. Like, if, she if calls him strike out. Him off. And yep. he's like, oh, crap. I really got to go <laughs> call mine right yeah. now. Everybody's trying to keep James at home. Exactly. So then we see Mrs. Hall tidying up. Okay. And she's tidying yeah. up throughout the house. She grabs the envelope and stuff like that and tidying up and everything. And back at Skeldale, we see James and Helen are talking about money, like if her dad would need it, like they oh, yeah. have it saved. That was re- that like legitimately very sweet. However, mm-hmm. he's done this to other farms and he didn't offer the money to them. So like, I guess it's lucky Richard knows him. Like, that's yeah. true. Well, but I mean, it's, it's still, it's a, yeah, it's a sweet gesture that he's making, but it's family. I think he's finally learning the complexities of this TV testing because now it's affecting somebody directly like that. He loves yeah. directly. That's true. So there's that at least. Sometimes you don't know unless it happens to yourself. <laughs> right. Yep. So we find out here that Mrs. Hall like sent the form about Heston Grange to the mag. Right. And stating the form there says no there's TV. no TV. But which could have all been avoided had James just told Helen when she woke up in the middle of the night. Exactly. But whatever. Yep. And so Siegfried, Mrs. Hall, James and Helen, they're all in the kitchen discussing the situation, how best to tell Mag about it. Siegfried goes and says he'll do it. And James is just like, no, I need to do it because it's my wife's farm. It's going to look like me. I have to go to the Mag. Yeah. Here we are at the Mag. I mean, it is what it would look like. (laughs) That's true. Very, very true. So here we are. Helen and James are sitting outside the office like they're outside the principal's office or they said headmistress's office headmaster's yeah and then Helen's like you never got in trouble did you (laughs) someone had to be the teacher's pet (laughs) sounds right up James's alley um so (laughs) Helen actually goes into the office with him and I'm surprised Mr. Harcourt allowed that yeah I don't know if Helen would allow maybe she just pushed her way in probably (laughs) give him a little shove here and there (laughs) um but he like James does not start out on the right track like he doesn't no. say the right things. Like you just I describe mean, it from the beginning. Does. He's yeah. He's really right. bad at like sticking up for himself. He's like, <laughs> he's like, well, th- I didn't do the paperwork, and he's like, what? what? Your wife did it. Like, if she's not a veterinarian, right. like, James, if you just said like, yeah, go in there with a plan. Yeah, practice this on your way to the to the mag. <laughs> yep. 
Nope, they didn't. They were probably just sitting there in silence. Nervous energy. Exactly. <laughs> um, James eventually is able to describe the whole thing that happens, that he never signed the paperwork. Right. So it's null and void. He's they so don't even excited. Have to be He's here. like, wait, I never signed it. Exactly. So it doesn't mean anything. It would have just been shredded and he would have been told that he had to return it anyway right. or do another form. But, you know... This made me like it made my blood boil when Harcourt says to him, kindly control your wife, Harriet, or I Uh shall have to. And I was like, boy, well, are you kidding me? I mean, Helen didn't take it lying down either. (laughs) Thank goodness. And her acting is great. She was like, you could tell she is full of anger and rage. Like you could channeled whatever we were feeling. Oh, my gosh. But like her whole. Her whole body, you could see, is just anger and rage, and Mm -hmm. she keeps it in so well just to be able to say, like, I would like to say my piece. (laughs) I I would like to say something right now. (laughs) And, like, trying not to show how mad she is, like, you know what I mean? And she sticks up for him. James is a good man. He always looks after others, and she's right. Yeah. He is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and Harcourt can't really say no to that. It's true. So And— the paperwork wasn't signed. So, so they didn't even have to be there. This conversation never happened. <laughs> exactly. Just imagine it never happened. So, and uh, then we see the mag is at um, the Alderson's farm yep. to, and uh, Richard's signing papers. They're doing it personally this time. <laughs> yeah, just them, not not uh, not James. And yep. then there's a sign that says no admittance farm under restrictions due to bovine tuberculosis. Yep. And so it their farm sucks. is closed for maybe a month. That's a long time. That's a really long time to not have milk to sell. Yeah. That's a lot. That's your income. Yeah. So So with all of that news, let's take another break because, of course, we have to talk about the impending news that we were knowing that was coming. Yep, it's coming. And, you know, how Britain is going to war with Germany. (sighs) All right. Let's do that. Yay. We'll be back. (laughs) Support for all creatures, great and small, on Masterpiece is made possible locally by WITF members and by Pleasant View Communities, UPMC, Murray, and Argiers Marathi Neurosurgical Associates of Lancaster. Welcome back, and now we're getting getting into our uh, least favorite topic, mm. the war. That's why we made it the last <laughs> one to talk about. We were putting it oh off long enough. We were trying, at least. So we all start off the whole beginning of the episode at the Aldersons, and Jenny actually comes running over with the news of the upcoming war at the Aldersons farm. And then as you see, like Derby, we threw out the thing. The radio is overplaying, and there's a broadcast, and someone's speaking about what is going on between Britain and Germany right now. Right, because Chamberlain has given Hitler an ultimatum. Yes. I believe was how it started. Yeah. (laughs) Stop it or we'll have to do something. Yeah, please, somebody. (laughs) So Tristan at Skeldale asks, like, if they think it's actually going to happen. And so when Siegfried goes and says, like, history shouldn't repeat itself, but they are politicians. Yeah. And then Mrs. Hall's like, yeah, she turns the radio (laughs) off. She just spent all of the last episode telling Edward that the war wasn't going to happen. So yeah, that, that makes that sense. Was salt in the wound, yep. right there. She's like, "Yep, I'm yeah. just not going to." Siegfried's being right realistic, and yep. she was trying to be idealistic mm-hmm. for her son. But yep, so she turns the radio off. Yep, and so then we go back to the Aldersons' farm, and this is jumping back and forth because the war is throughout the whole episode right, when we right. go back and forth. Jenny is talking to. Um, 
James, Helen, and Richard about the potential to go to war by next week. Yeah, like this is all happening. This is like suddenly. I mean, so they've scary. been recruiting, so they should have had some feeling. I mean, but, yeah, but they've been recruiting the whole season, which is right. like six months Several at this months, point, right? Yeah. So it seems like such a short time. And I mean, and publicly they were saying like it's not going to happen. There's a treaty yeah. and all of this. So I that's mean, true. Yeah, it always takes you by surprise. Mm-hmm. But, like, you can see James's face while they're at the Alderson's farm. And he's just, like, thinking and mm-hmm. thinking. And I'm like, what Making are you the... thinking, James? His his uh, need to do what's right, it's just, just as yeah. Tristan predicted, mm-hmm. is driving him. And in the first yeah. five minutes, he didn't really say much outside of the TV testing. He's just, it's all on his face. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. He doesn't even have to say words for the right. whole first five yeah. minutes of this, like, <laughs> episode. Um, and then... Mr. Alderson actually talks to James about how he shouldn't feel guilty about, like, not right. going to the war and stuff like that. So then we go back to Skeldale. I mean, he does look yeah. guilty. Like, that's the that's the face that he's wearing is he looks guilty, like yes. he's not doing enough. Yeah, so. exactly. Like a dog that did something wrong, but he didn't do anything wrong. Very true. Yeah. <laughs> Poor James. Yeah. <laughs> so we go back to Skeldale. Doorbell rings, and there's a little pup outside. Her Aww. name is Dash. So cute. This dog is adorable. She, just, she has a floppy face, and I, I love know. floppy face. Like, Wait, is floppy. Dash a girl? Oh, I don't know. I thought it was a boy. Maybe, Maybe it right. is a... I don't know. I, I don't know. I guess because I have mostly girl dogs, I just now assume that dogs are <laughs> girls. Poor Irving. But... <laughs> We do call him a good girl now because that's the trigger word. There you go. (laughs) Everybody's a good girl. But anyways, Dash is here and Dash is cute. Yeah, very (laughs) cute. And Mrs. Hall doesn't understand why, like, someone will leave the dog behind. Siegfried says they need to track down the owner. Right. Dash goes and takes Jess's toy, (laughs) Wouldn't go over well with Cece. Cece would have eaten that dog, but. (laughs) Oh, I believe it. I'm just happy. The more the dog's merrier, I'm good with it. And the dogs are all getting along here, so this is great. Yep. And Siegfried's face, like, it says something on it. And I'm Mm. like, hmm, what is this about? Mm -hmm. Right? Um. So then we have at Skeldale, Mr. Chamberlain back on. Um, well, he's not on the broadcast. Somebody else is on the broadcast talking, talking about, about Mr. Chamberlain. Yeah. yeah, And he provided the ultimatum to, her, to Hitler. And the prime minister will broadcast to the nation on the morning of the 3rd. And if Germany doesn't cease, there will be war. So, yes. so that's like a two day countdown. Yep. Yeah. And so we're in September 3rd. Right. Um, just to give us a little bit of a timeline of like where we, we're we at. started at september 1st and we go through to s- september 3rd so this yeah. episode takes place over the course of three days yeah. yeah um so mrs then we go to mrs pumphreys and we talk about mrs pumphrey she like really tristan's only supposed to be helping out like a stray cat here right and then right. we find out that she's like working with the women's institute to create a war garden and i honestly wonder how many there were I feel like it's it's pretty smart to do that. Oh, war gardens, you yeah. mean? Oh, yeah. There was a whole campaign in America, too, to have a war garden. Um, oh. I remember in, like, the 40s. I remember seeing posters in my, like, propaganda class that I had to take for college. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So it was, like, everywhere because all of the food production had to be shipped to the troops huh? to feed them. So you had to grow your own food so that you didn't starve at home. <laughs> well, um, at least they figured that out. But yeah, right. okay, that, that makes sense. I didn't know you learn something new every day. But um, I thought it was really nice for her to have that. And, you know, she it's funny because Tristan goes and says, if you makes it feel you if it makes you feel any better. I don't imagine Miss P- Pumphrey Manor is high on Hitler's list of targets. Mrs. <laughs> P. 
And she goes, you'll forgive me if I don't take military advice from a veterinarian. (laughs) And from Tristan. And from Tristan, (laughs) yes, of course. Um, But then she goes and says, like, if there is a war, I want this place to be a sanctuary, not just for my staff, but for anyone who might need it. Yeah, that's a little bit of foreshadowing, I think, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, I think so as well. Um, And then I also noticed, like, is this cat real or fake when he goes to give the cat the shot, the vitamin (laughs) shot? Like, it it was breathing. Yeah. You could see the stomach breathing. Well, it could have been a little, like, balloon thing. That's true. Because cats are usually not that calm when there is a giant needle coming towards them. (laughs) You're right. Or anybody coming towards them, for that matter. Right. (laughs) But um, we talk about Tricky, and we love Tricky, tricky, so we have to mention Tricky. (laughs) Tricky's there, just flopping around. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And then that's when Mrs. Pumphrey says, when you find someone you really care about, you must cling on to them like a life ring in a storm. Right. Because you never know what might happen next. Mm -hmm. And that was foreshadowing Tristan. Yeah, that's when he was like, maybe I'll ask Florence to marry me. Yeah. Because he does mention the life ring in her, in his proposal to her, like explaining himself. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Tristan, Tristan, Tristan. We love you. Call us. Yeah, call Um. us. We'll buy your drinks. (laughs) Um, So then we're in the car with Helen and James, and James is trying to talk to Helen, and she just goes straight into, like, what did you mean about protecting the people you love? He's trying not to talk about it. He's trying. Yeah. Um, James deflects, and then Helen, like, you know. Yeah. No, I know what you're thinking. I need to hear it from you. Exactly. Yeah. And then they look outside and they see all of the children evacuees coming off the bus. So it's just another instance of like how real it is, like where where we're going. Right. And I took a closer look at the evacuees that were coming in. Um, I actually assumed that the evacuees were Jewish children that they were trying to get out, you know, before Hitler could get his disgusting claws on them yeah and it's actually evacuees from cities in london the uk so like london like targets that would have been bombing targets yeah oh my gosh so rural locations like Derby were thought to be safer um and that's why mrs pumphrey is probably preparing her house to be a sanctuary so Mm -hmm. they would Send, they, they actually sent out kids, women, infants, and the infirm, so people who were not well. Uh, the first wave started on September 1st, which is when this okay. episode kicks off. And um, over three days, which is how long this episode was, yes. 1.5 million people were evacuated. So That's a that lot is of a people. lot of people. Um, evacuation was voluntary. Adults who accompanied the children wore armbands identifying them as volunteer marshals. And um, 17,000 members of the Women's Voluntary Service helped look after evacuees at railway stations, providing refreshments and reception areas. We saw that last episode. Yes. And the volunteers, like Mrs. Pumphrey, uh, hosted the evacuees. So only the kids and the elderly and the infirmed were... Right. Right. Um, Yes. So the parents had to stay home. Parents stayed home. Yeah. They actually had posters because after months of the war going on, there were no bombings. um, Mothers obviously wanted to bring their children home because they thought they should be home. They're safe here. And they did like posters with like a ghost of Hitler whispering, bring them back, bring them back over the mom's uh, shoulder. They're kind of like crazy. Oh my God. There will also be a link to this source in the show notes because you can see the poster. Like there's so much more information there. I found it interesting that parents were asked to pack basic necessities like toothbrushes, underclothes, nightclothes, slippers, stockings, you know, the usual. Yeah. But also a gas mask. 
just in case. Just in case. Yeah. So sad. So, yeah, that was my closer look. I just, I can't imagine sending my kid away. And then, like, not even knowing where they are. Right. It's not like I can... Well, I don't know if they didn't know where they were necessarily. I think okay. they could visit, probably. But okay. But, they, like, they, they had live. to stay. They couldn't yeah. live. Right. And the I parents didn't go with them. I don't know. I just move. It would be hard. I just, like, <laughs> shack it up in a this car is, or something. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I could do That's it either. so hard. I can't even be away from my dogs for too long. I know. Like human children, children. I probably wouldn't be able to do that. (laughs) I don't know. Thank you for sharing that, though. Um, So when we're back at Skeldale, they're talking at the breakfast table about the mag. And if there was like any update on the impending war, we see Dash. Tristan tells Siegfried to ask Mrs. Pumphrey to take Dash because Siegfried's still trying to. Yeah. Yeah. And then the radio cuts in and then they announce on the radio and the broadcast that the country is at war with Germany. Yep, they did not meet their deadline to. They did not meet step it. in line. Mm-hmm. And now, the whole family is just silent, yeah. and yeah. it's just I like mean, it's, their silence is loud. Yeah, I I remember watching like nine eleven happen in yeah. high school, and nobody said a word. Mm-hmm. Like the silence was so loud. Yeah, we were just watching it happen on the TV. So it's like similar to that. I feel like they where put it's it on just TV like, in, in your school, right? Uh, I snuck into the band room to watch okay. it. They actually blocked all the, the web, all of the websites and yes. like everything. Yeah. Um, but I snuck into the band room where the band instructor was watching it, and I was just sitting there like, oh my god, the whole time. Oh wow. Yeah. I, I my mom picked me up and took me home. Oh, that, that was yes, nice. Was I really mean, nice. that yeah. would have been nice if they gave people the option. But we were just stuck at school the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> also, I wasn't nice. in. I wasn't in a large city, so. Like, rural areas are less of a target. That yeah, was probably the yeah. reasoning. Huh. Okay. Um, so then we're outside, and you see Mrs. Hall beating the rugs. Oh, she is taking she, all of her aggression out uh-huh. on those rugs. Because now her son has to yep. go to war. And she just made amends with him. Mm-hmm. And he's writing letters, and it's real sweet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then we go to... Derby, where Tristan and James are just outside of Skeldare, like Derby, the town, um, right. right inside. Um, Tris is so sweet and tells James that he is, or James tells Tristan that he's a good man. And, you know, I think so, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but there's, like, so many statements and so little words, like, you're a, you're like a brother to me, James. And then James says, like, you say that, like, no one's going anywhere. Right. I'm like, except James, because James is allowed to leave. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> James is allowed to leave. Nobody else. Um, so then we see Siegfried and Dash, and Siegfried is trying to um, Mrs. Pump have Mrs. Mrs. Pumphrey take yeah. Dash from him. Right. She she comes to the practice to take him. Yeah. And Tricky kind of looked like a stuffed animal in her arms. I was very confused. If it <laughs> Tricky was kind a, of always Derek looks like a stuffed animal. You're right. So. <laughs> maybe it was Derek. I don't know. The way she was holding him, I was like, this dog should Does have look, like bent over. And maybe fell, Derek needed a vacation. <laughs> maybe. I don't blame him. Um, but. You know, Mrs. Hall tries to walk away and Dash is just Swallows like, nope, yep. I'm staying. And you know, that's the connection. And it's it's something for her Dash, to have. Dash picked her. He, yeah. like, the he or minute, she did. <laughs> the minute Dash showed up, I was like, well, that's Mrs. Hall's dog. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. 100%. So then James and Helen are upstairs and Helen keeps trying to talk to him and get him to, like, just talk to her. Finally, she brings up that, like, seeing the children get off the bus made her realize that the only rational human response is to try and stop what's going on. Mm -hmm. And she gets it. She knows. So she understands. 
And yeah. so James, like, you know, he doesn't know who he is if he doesn't try to just put himself forward and sign he up. He has to do something. He has to try. He has. He feels like he needs to do something yeah. that makes him feel useful beyond the TV testing. Like, yeah. I, I get it. I like to be useful, too, in oh, awful yeah. situations. So. It's like, what can you do? Like, right. I need to do something, so I might as well try, and then they can tell me no. Right. But at least I tried. Right. So downstairs, we have uh, James telling Siegfried that he has to, has to at least try up, or t- he has to at least try to sign up. And he leaves to go to the cu- the courtyard in the center of town where the line is for for recruiting. Mm-hmm. Siegfried looks like so sad. Oh yeah, Tristan well, is he's just been like, trying to stop this from happening all season. Mm-hmm. Yep, the whole time. Tristan is like, I'm going too. Like all over his face. He yeah. wa- like James walks out. And Tristan follows him, and I'm like, he's going to sign up. Yeah, I didn't put two and two together, but he had to. He's got to go find himself. He didn't walk away. Yeah. He stood by James the whole time. Yeah. So, and Siegfried and Mrs. Hall. And if he can't have Florence. Might as well. Might as well go. Yeah, try (laughs) to find himself. Siegfried and Mrs. Hall are having their moment, talking about, like, you know, Siegfried's going to be nicer to Tristan. Yeah. And that the bells stopped ringing last time they went to war. And I'm guessing they're church bells. But I also wanted to know, like, why they stopped ringing them. Right. And actually, our intern, Amy, has found out. So can you share that with us, Amy? Yeah, I'd love to. So in my research, I found out that during the years of the Great War, bell ringing had been severely curtailed by the Defense of Realm Act, or DORA. Um, And DORA prevented the ringing of church bells and imposed restrictions on bonfires and after notable lights, which um, they thought that it would, like, signal enemy... um, Huh. Soldiers or spies, they were oh. worried that, like, the bells ringing would, oh. like, oh, the town people is occupied. Yeah. Got it. yeah. So it was really just a safety precaution for, like, the people within the villages to make okay. sure, like, they didn't expose that there were people there. Um, but hmm. uh, something else about that, like, even in Westminster, like, Big Ben went silent at one point during um, the Great War. So. From 1914 to 1917, Big Ben was silenced, which is, like, crazy to think about. Wow. Um, But, yeah, so on November 23rd of 1917, the church bells rang out across the country in celebration for the first time during the war following the success of the assault by tanks in the Battle of Cambrai. So that is about the bell ringing. That was probably the most beautiful sound in the world to finally hear all the church bells ringing again, Mm -hmm. like, probably signifying the end of a war. Oh. They're probably I'm so getting chills just thinking about it. I'm yeah. getting chills this episode. <laughs> yep. Oh my gosh, that makes me think of Game of Thrones when he says ring the bell and it's peace. Oh. And so they ring the bell and then, you know, things go down. But you didn't watch. <laughs> I did not you. watch. And no, I I'll never watch it. For people who did not, even though it's been out for years. But um, <laughs> whoever yeah, so wanted to sense. watch it has probably watched it by now. But you haven't watched That's New Girl true. yet, and you need to watch I that. So. I do. Yeah, <laughs> you do spoil that for me all the time. I'm just kidding. All right. Anyway, so Siegfried and Mrs. Hall they grab hands, right? And I bet you were this so excited. Is another like, oh my god! <laughs> there have been so many Easter eggs where I'm just like, they are nodding towards them getting together mm-hmm. eventually. I just feel like it. There, there can be no other way around it when when push comes to shove she's comfortable 
at Skeldale House. Mm-hmm. She told Gerald she doesn't want to leave Skeldale House. She likes it there. And now they're holding both of their hands are holding each other yep. in this moment of like just terror. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're going to get together. I'm they're going to have That's my prediction. Yeah. <laughs> And then we see Helen in the house on the steps, and she's so sad to know that yeah. she just married, literally just she, married she was the love of her, her life. High, and, and now, now he's going. And he's Pos- going. Potentially. He's signing up. Yeah, because yeah. it's the right thing to do. Yep. And, James, and that's why she married him. Exactly. Yeah. And then James tells Tris that he should leave, but Tristan just pats yeah. him on the shoulder. And stays by his side. And now I have chills all over my body. (laughs) Uh, I was tearing up when I was watching it the first time. And I just, I can't believe this is where we're at. This is how they, like, end (laughs) the season. And, like, why did they do this to us? I'm kind of scared about the Christmas episode because the Christmas Um, episode has always been kind of light and fluffy and enjoyable. mm -hmm. But I don't know how they're going to, I don't know how they're going to do that. I don't know. Well, it might be, like, I don't know. We can... Let's, let's, we have neither. Have you watched assume, the Christmas no, episode yet? Because no, I haven't looked ahead neither yet. Neither have I. Okay. But let's assume that maybe if they do sign up and they do go to war, that right. it's the Christmas episode and it's light and they're like and having their last meal, yet. kind of like last meal. You know, Beth, I'm sorry. What are you that's doing horrible. to me? <laughs> Your face. What are you doing? <laughs> I need to date Tristan. <laughs> I mean, their last meal before they go. Go right. Okay. Okay. Go and train. <laughs> and, and get ready and hopefully not go to war. Like, hopefully, yeah, they're hopefully not maybe out, they won't but be called, but hopefully. But anyway, yeah. oh my so gosh, what a tough it. episode. I am nervous. I don't know how. I don't know how they're going to do season four because this show has been like a balm for our soul for so long that I'm uh-huh. a little bit nervous. I'm I know. Like, I, how I've are they going to do nervous season this four? whole time? And they've they've balanced it pretty well. Do you think they could like time jump? I don't know. Like if they do oh, go like, into service, maybe they'll just time jump. They're back four years Yay. later. Four. <laughs> Three hours later. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to make a season that's not almost all heavy. I don't know. While they're at war. I hope there's more tricky. Like Mrs. Pumphrey is yes. going to be a sanctuary. Like that's pretty much predicted. Oh, yeah, so we, we could, might we see some see of that. that. Yeah, uh, and that would be like a hmm. hopeful storyline. Yeah, um, but yeah, I'm nervous. I don't know. I'm, I'm nervous. nervous too. <laughs> oh goodness. Well, okay. So thanks for listening along to another episode of Postscript. What a finale! I know. I agree. I can't believe we only have the Christmas episode left. Yeah. If you have any guesses as to what will happen next or reactions, if you've already watched, email them to us at ps at WITF.org. Or you can send us a message on social media on Instagram at WITFORG and Facebook at WITF.org. Yes, thank you. And we want to thank uh, our intern, Amy, for taking a special closer look on the bells. Yes, thank you, Amy. Thank you. And this podcast was produced by Ali Amaros for WITF. I'm Beth Capello. And I'm Christina Ziders. Catch you next time for Season 3 Christmas Episode. We'd like to thank Pleasant View Communities, UPMC, Murray, Argiers Marathi Neurosurgical Associates of Lancaster, and WITF members for supporting all creatures great and small on WITF. Thank you.